Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey, and of course, I sit with my deck bed tone. What's up, brother? Mess that up, didn't I? Sure did. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I feel like the earlier podcast when you were trying to say last names. That's what I felt like. That's what they must have felt like. I know, right? That's great. What's up, brother? Hey, man, I'm excited about our guest today. Yeah, me too. Uh, Not only she was a hairstylist, a salon owner, an author, author, an educator, right? So, uh, she kind of touched uh, a lot of aspects of our industry, and so uh, I'm looking forward to. And uh, she's she has no filter, which I you know it's going to make it a, a pretty a good, interesting uh, <laughs> podcast, which I'm excited about. <laughs> I'm excited but, about uh, that as well. Yeah. Uh oh. Um, that's cool. So, um, but we also we have to thank Salon Centric once again. Um, Salon Centric put us up in their VIP room when um, when Premier didn't have a, um, a, a press room for us. So uh, once again, Salon Centric, thank you, thank you very much. Um, so oh. excuse all the background noise if you hear it. You mm-hmm. know, uh, there's other people uh, in the room, and uh, there's uh, a lot going on. So if you hear music or background noise, that's what's happening. And if you hear a lot of laughter, that's probably me. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> me too. I've been, I've been laughing since you sat down. <laughs> That's true. True that. True that. All right. So so let's do it. So um, I, well, let's get in. So um, our guest today is Elaine Travis, and yep. Elaine Travis, like you said, she's a she, she's kind of a, a jack of everything, right? I mean, everything within our industry, right? You know, so. That that's cool. I, I can't wait to uh, to get into her story. So, Miss Elaine Travis, thank you very much. Oh, well, for well, let's start over. Miss Elaine Travis, thank you very much for joining us on your day off. But we also need to bring in uh, Bryn, her daughter. Her daughter sitting in with us. She might not say anything, but you know she's sitting in with her. So you know we don't want we don't want like an an odd voice to kick in. So uh, <laughs> so Elaine, thank you, welcome, and uh, Bryn, thank you very much for sitting in with us as well. Thank you. Thank you. I am obsessed with your podcast. So this is such a thrill to be on the other side well, of thanks, it. Uh, you've gotten me through many long drives, which I do not like to do long drives. So it's been amazing. Instead of listening to music, I like to learn about the industry, see what's going on. And you guys have had some pretty impressive names before me. So I am in wonderful company. None so like Bryn Travis. Though. None like Bryn Travis. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Let's get real. <laughs> That's awesome. So, uh, so Elaine, where does um, where does kind of like your life begin, or, or like where are you from, and, and what's that story like? This is my hometown, Philly, Philadelphia, Philly, right? born and raised. So, finally, a hair show here. I've been in the industry thirty-two years. This is the first time there's been a is big show. Is that for show. real? Yeah, yeah. God, Philly, what, New York what, is the one that you right. know we pretty much trek to annually. So, right. Well, you know what Tony and I did. That was a long time ago, but Tony and I did an event at some like downtown club, and it was with um, Robert Labetta. Oh, 
Oh, cool. And it was, remember when um, when he was with Sebastian and he did the, uh, what was the name Exta. of that? Exta. It was X-T-A-H, right? Yep. Was that it? And it was a, it was a little like olive colored. The fiber. Yeah, the fibers. The oh, first time I'd ever seen guy. fiber, right? Yes. So like he would, Robert, you know, Robert, he would sit on stage and he would open it up and it would just like disappear. It would look like, like spider webs almost, right? Like it would just like kind of break up in his hand. And I just remember being, um, first time I did clay. First time I ever saw clay, like molding clay and stuff, it was out of the extra line. Man, that's a long time ago. I know, dude. We just aged. And there, there's been small events that are with, you know, one manufacturer, but something of this caliber. Mm-hmm. Like Premier, I think, usually gets 50000 in Orlando. So for them to come to Philly is huge. That's so awesome. hopefully people will catch on and know to make this an annual trip. It was a great show. Yeah, you know, because Philadelphia, you know, in between New York and D.C., I mean, it's perfectly centered for having a big show. Absolutely. You know, and there's so many like per capita, there's so many hairdressers in this in this immediate area, you know, from again, like you said, um, you know, from DC to New York, so Jersey and Delaware and now we're having a geography class. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know quite how that happened. So you you were born and raised uh born like and raised inside in the city or like in, in, in the, the um, suburbs, in the twenty suburbs? minutes, twenty minutes right. from here. That's cool, man. So uh, when did um, when did kind of like your hair career start or get into hair? Oh wow, my hair career started in fifth grade in my girlfriend's bedroom. She commented that she wanted a new haircut, and I said, "I'll do it." And she (laughs) said, "Okay." And I cut her hair, and it looked great. What? How old are you in fifth grade? Like I don't know, ten, eleven, something like that. So I did it, and we went to basketball practice that night, and everybody complimented her hair, and that was it. By eighth grade, I had a wax pot, and I was waxing everybody's eyebrows and doing all that. Not trained, just kind of figuring it the hell I'll out. Figure it out. Yeah, and then and when and I and let's be clear, this is before like YouTube. This oh, is before, wait, like, no cell phones. No cell phones. You know, the house phone with the giant cord. <laughs> so yeah, so I'm showing my age, but yeah, there was nothing to learn from but the GG instructions and. The same girl who let me cut her hair was the same one that I waxed, and that did not go real well. I had to chase her around my house to rip the thing off because she got scared, and I was like, well, there's only one way to get that off your face, and it's got to rip it. It's literally like the Band-Aid, right? Yeah. So eighth grade, totally hooked. All through high school, kitchen beautician, every girlfriend, my mother, my brother, you know, family, family, family. And then by the time I graduated high school I went to the beach for the summer and I had a line outside my beach house with every bartender waitress at the beach they all came to get haircuts little did they know I had no idea what I was doing where um which beach uh Wildwood back then oh yeah yeah, wow. yeah, yeah, yeah. Jersey Jersey yeah. Oh, so it wasn't the, it wasn't the beach right it was the uh down the shore down the shore. Down the shore? You were down the shore? I wasn't going to say that because you're DC guys and nobody else gets it but yeah I went down the shore you were down the shore waxing yeah. And stuff. Stuff. That's cool. So in that the was water. in the water. <laughs> <laughs> so that was um that was like high school age? That was right after high school. Graduated high school. It was in between high school and beauty school. Mm. And I just fell in love with the industry from the very beginning. I haven't stopped and you know, just everything I've always been an old soul, so I started hairdressing before I was supposed to and then I opened my salon at twenty two because that was the next thing to do. So my mom always said, Slow down, enjoy life. You're you're too far ahead of yourself. You're moving too fast. But you know, it is what it is. I'm always like I get bored easy and I'm on to the next thing. So so it's been thirty years of owning the salon. Thirty years of owning the salon. Owning, yeah. Wow. Thirty two. Thirty two total in the business, but thirty owning the salon. And so are you still here in Philly? I'm I'm right outside in the suburbs. What's Con- the name of your Conchahawken. Try spelling that. Yeah, no. Forget about it. <laughs> Forget about it. Forget about it. Forget about it. Awesome. So who who were some of your uh I guess 
mentors or influencers in your life that uh, that you studied under or trained under? I I taught here at the show, and one of the things that I share is I attempted to skip the apprentice phase. I got a job right away, right out of school, and it was in a neighborhood salon with no education, and I thought that that was the better way to do it because I was very confident because I was such a kitchen beautician. But what I learned quickly was you really can't skip that phase. You really have to do that. So then I got into a salon that... Oh, was hold, very into. Hold on. So, so how long? How far? How far along in that did you? Were you like, oh, I'm over my head? Um, when people started asking about color, and I spent ten minutes telling them they didn't need color, their hair was fabulous because I didn't know how to do it. That was a pretty good time to stop. So I was about a year out of school, and I thought I really need some good education. So I went with a salon that was very big on education, but not the greatest in supporting you as a stylist. So I think that's what led to me seeking out, to your point about mentors and education. We talked about there was no cell phones, no YouTube, no Instagram. There was no, you know, information all over, easy to get to. So I went to my first hair event at 19. I had never been on an airplane before. I went to the airport by myself. I was a nervous wreck. And I went to this big hair color show, and there was Beth Minardi on the stage. And I was just blown away by everything that she did because I've never been a funky hairdresser. You look at me, I don't even look like a hairdresser. So she does pretty (laughs) natural, you know, cover gray, make it pretty, make it the way that it's supposed to be only better. And I just was so fortunate to have someone like her that she adapted and grew and changed so much over the years that I didn't need to keep finding other people to follow. She's pretty much everything that's in my book. You guys are going to get a copy of my book in your goodie bag, but everything in there is from Beth. You know, she just, I, I pretty much became a Beth stalker. If you ask her, if you say my name to her, she'll be like, mm, restraining order. And she, the, the really big moment in my career was she did a testimonial for my book. So I went from stalker to like peer, like we're kind of peers now. I did, I interviewed her for my podcast and she was gracious and was great about it. And I'm going to do another um, online training with her as a bonus. So we've gotten to where we have a relationship and we're, you know, we're kind of in educate. We both have the same passion. We all want to help color grow and you know change the level of the hair color industry and just level it up that i mean that's thank you for that you know i i think thank you for from the industry you know anybody that's kind of in that game um i during our during our uh, our talk our, our talk up i guess we didn't even mention that she had a podcast you know, that's right. so, so I don't know if we should kick her out right now. Let's <laughs> <laughs> promote it. What's no, the name of your podcast? Yeah, yeah. It's Ask the Color Expert. Love. I have named myself the color expert. I'm. I want to be like the dear Abby of hair color. I want people to have a resource that they can feel comfortable reaching out to with those questions. You know, people come to my classes. They come to these other classes here. There's all these people in the room, and they have this burning question in them that they came to the show for. Right. And then there's you know it's so big and bright. There's all these people, and then they think if I raise my hand, the whole room's gonna spin around and look at me, and I'm gonna get sweaty palms and. A shaky voice and I'm going to feel dumb and they're going to think it's a stupid question so they just don't ask so I created a Facebook group called Ask the Color Expert and I did the podcast where I just will talk about whatever's on my mind that day about hair color and if 
people that are listening get one little nugget that changes something that they do as hair colorist, then mm-hmm. my job is done. Like I just live, eat, sleep, and drink. She, she'll tell you. She no can talk hobbies. now. <laughs> <laughs> no other as Brent, And Brent, you're, you're starting a podcast as well. It's like kind of all in the family type. You all know? in the family, yeah. So I'm, I'm kind of blown away by here you are. You've been cutting hair and waxing since... Since the fifth grade, the eighth grade, and now all of a sudden, uh, when you realize that hey, I need additional training, and now you're all about the color, right? Do you do you cut hair still, or I do not, and I, I as well. Beth Minardi showed me that that was a possibility. I would go to her classes, and Carmine would do the haircuts, and Beth would do the color, and I would find myself totally watching her the entire time and never watching any of the cut and then it would be finished and I'd be like oh crap now I don't know how to do the haircut (laughs) but I would also look at my book and for those of you listening if you have a day where you look at the book and you get I I get like unplanned hair lip when I look at my book I used to see like (laughs) men's cut men's cut men's cut waxing updo I was like oh and then it would be highlight highlight hair hair color and I would light up so we all are better at other things than you know we're not all good at everything and knowing your strength color has always been my strength so about 15 years ago literally half the time that I owned my salon I opened up a second location and I said from the day that I opened that location I will never pull my scissors out I don't cut her hair I don't cut my son's hair I don't cut anybody's hair just strictly color and it was emotional I mean I had people that no one had ever cut their hair but me you know I'd been doing hair for at the time 16 years and they're like oh my god what am I gonna do I said you're gonna get your hair cut by her she's much better at that and then you're gonna see me for your color so it's been great it's the best thing I ever did for my career that's awesome so um well this morning we we talked before we went on that I I walked by one of your classrooms and it was packed you know and like I I saw the saw I hope I don't sound like a dick but <laughs> <laughs> I, walk, I, walk by the, I walk by the classroom and I go man that thing is packed because and then I look up and it's you on the stage and I'm like that's awesome we're talking to her today yeah you know so uh, so first of all congratulations on that but Thank um you. so you're like the you're, you know when you're on the stage you're giving the education where do you go for your education or or what's continuing education look like for you and like how important is it so so important to the point where my husband will say what again you're going where how much do you how could you possibly have anything left to learn which is off I mean once you think you know everything forget it hang it up you're done like you have to grow so me I probably go to more advanced education than anyone that I've ever known but there's always one thing that I walk away from that changes my game. And then I add that to what I teach and then I help others to grow. I pay it forward and it's just a beautiful thing. Like recently I became obsessed with Johnny Ramirez. I don't know if you guys are familiar with yeah. him. He's out of California and he does these like beachy, lived in, sexy, you know, the women only have to go twice a year. So I was like, wow, I need to find out what that is. So literally two weeks before his class, I said to my husband, oh, by the way, we're flying to California and I'm going to this class and you're coming and we're doing this, this, this and this. And he's like, okay. So I went and the class was really good, but he is someone who created a very creative technique and is really good at it. I wouldn't say he's necessarily a teacher. He's very quiet and shy and doesn't really like to be the center of attention. So I didn't get as much out of it as I would have liked to, but the basic idea of it 
We talked earlier when I um, saw you here at the podcast about my friend Ian McCabe. What happened yeah. was I came back from the um, Johnny Ramirez class, and I'm doing everything that he does. And Johnny's clients spend eight hours in the salon. One client, eight hours. They're there all day. Oh, my God. So they charge thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's a process. Well, most of I don't have assistance, and I don't. my book's not set up that way, so I can't do eight hours. So I'm trying to do the technique. I would go in and do it on my day off for one of Bryn's girlfriends, practice on them. And there was just something missing because I wasn't taking the eight hours. I was kind of taking shortcuts. And my friend Ian was like, oh, girl, I got you. Come see me. I'm going to show you how to skip one of those things. (laughs) And that he's so innovative. Like he took one piece and shifted it and now that's what I teach in all my classes I call it my bullshit balayage because everybody's struggling to balayage and if you're a strong foiler and you want that balayage look here comes bullshit balayage a la Ian so it's like combining (laughs) we created we took Tracy Cunningham Johnny Ramirez Ian McCabe and Elaine Travis put it all together and we got bullshit balayage so is is, is that the BS balayage is that for your staff only or no that's what i teach at all my classes i do one-on-ones i do group um classes and i i share it with anybody who will pay attention to me but the the beauty of it i love it so much when someone comes back to me especially these young girls they'll pay the twelve hundred dollar crazy prices but then they can't afford to ever come back again it's like a once a year christmas present kind of thing so i'm doing that intermediate version for like 300 and I'll see them literally three months later. One of her girlfriends will come and her head will swing by in the salon. She lives above the salon. I'll be like, oh, my God, your hair looks amazing. It looks even better three months in than when it was first done. So wow. for me, like being 32 years in, I'm excited that there's something new for me to do and then for me to teach. So what's, what's this training program that you've created for newly uh, graduate uh, graduated students? Well, it started out... My, my passion literally for the past 10 years has been to pay, pay it forward, pay back to the industry that's been so, so good to me. Um, so I wanted to share and getting in with the big boys, the, the hair uh, education business can be a little political. You have to be with a manufacturer. You learned enough in the first five minutes of our interview that I'm pretty much a body girl and I got to watch my mouth. So um, manufacturers are not knocking down my door to have me represent them because I'm very authentic. I will not say that a product does something that I don't believe that it does. So I am very proud of myself that I've made it this far being independent because it's so difficult. But 10 years ago, I would say to my kids, my husband, like, I've done so much behind the chair. I want to share. I want to simplify it. Hair color doesn't have to be so complicated. These schools, I'm sorry, schools. I don't mean to throw shade on schools, but they're using the technique from when I went to school. They're still teaching it the same way, and it's not correct. And then the manufacturers are teaching it the same way, and it's not correct. And I could sit here for four hours and show you guys on hair swatches why it's not correct. Right. And I'm not just making it up. So I then need to pull all the information that these people have in their brain and shift it and it's hard you know what it's like to break a habit that you've done for a long time so I was like how can I do this okay I'm going to do a boot camp and I'm going to make it five consecutive Mondays where other salon owners are going to send me their colorists and I'm going to do a boot camp and I'm going to jam everything into five days but what happened was it ended up being so fun and such good information 
Modern Slam picked it up and they ran an article and then people were texting me from like all over the country. Well, who's going to fly into Philly five Mondays in a row? You know what I mean? So I was like, now I have to redo the whole thing. And then I tried to make it into like a three day thing, but it's too much for three days. So that's where the book came from. I hate the snow with a passion. (laughs) And my kids were not at that cute, let's go sledding, I need to be with them. It was like, where's the food? I'm eating out of house and home. I'm so bored. I need to get out of this house. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to write a book about hair color. And I'm not going to overthink it. I'm just going to pull out my laptop and it's going to be like an exorcism. I'm just going to brain dump onto this computer. And I just wrote and wrote and wrote. And, you know, two snowstorms later, I had the material. And then I was like, so how do you write about I don't know what to do. Now what, right? Now what? So thank God for Google and the computer. And I just went on and said how to write a book, how to get published, blah, 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 blah. And up came Amazon self-publishing. And it was like, here's how to self-publish. So I went on, I did everything, and then I was like, oh, shit, I need a cover. And that's where Gorgeous over here made me a fabulous cover. So my daughter did my cover, and she totally formatted it, because I am so tech-challenged. So I just had one run-on sentence was basically my <laughs> no, no punctuation. No, it was like a really a, an exorcism. Just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> so she turned it into an actual so, book. So she's your editor as well. She's my editor. She's my virtual assistant. She's the reason that I pee when I sneeze. She's a very large head. <laughs> you sound like my wife. <laughs> I got to sneeze this way because otherwise I'll pee. You have to do like an instant Kegel. Did you ever, you know, the Kegel thing? You have to like think about it. I go, oh, I'm in the salon. I'm like, oh, okay, clean up on aisle seven. So yeah, she is wonderful. And I am tr- I'm gently coaxing her to try to bring her into our industry. She went to Penn State. She majored in entrepreneurship, and they had this entrepreneurship was a major. Yes, she was the first class. I thought entrepreneurship was like a passion. Thank you, thank you. My son's in college now, and I'm like, dude, you do not need a four year degree to be told you can open a business. (laughs) Here's how much of a weirdo mom I am. I'm like, it comes time for college. I'm like, listen. She was like, "Eh, I don't know what I want to do. I said. I hate managing my salon. I hate inventory. I hate this one called out, that one this. I just want to be a colorist. I just want to do great hair. So I was like, listen, you don't need to go to college to be an entrepreneur. Look at your mother. I was 22. I didn't know any different. My business plan was tips from bartending dumped on a table in front of a beauty supply guy. I was like, how many chairs can I get? That was my business plan. (laughs) And it worked. I'm still here. So I'm talking her into it. And I'm like, listen, what kind of car do you like? What's your favorite car? Because I like that Mercedes. I was like, done done i will give you a brand new car the apartment above the salon run just run my business you don't have to go to college and i'll throw in a bonus one year european vacation just go to europe i will fund it i will 100 percent pay for it because all of that is cheaper than four years of drunkenness in college so she's in she didn't do it that shows the drunkenness <laughs> she chose the drunkenness <laughs> And she did the entrepreneurship major, and they had a competition in her major, and we put our heads together, and we came up with this whole concept that was going to be her business when she graduated, and she won the competition. So, like, the the, the business of beauty, there's so many different facets and layers, and I'm so ADD, in case you didn't notice. How did we get here? That, like, this is the perfect field for me, because it's like, just when I start getting bored doing hair I write a book and then when that gets boring I do a podcast and then when that gets boring I'm like oh online education there's always another level there's always something so So what's the name of the book 
It's called A Colorful Colorful Journey by Elaine Travis. It's on Amazon. I just did the Kindle version for the Kindle peeps. Oh, good deal, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, it's been great. I mean, I didn't write it to make money. You never are going to get rich on a book. There's not right. a lot of profit in it. I did it because that information needed to come out of me, and I'm so blown away by how well it's been received like someone just wrote to me from australia they bought it somebody from the uk and people you know i wrote it for the newbie coming up because there's not a lot of information for them and it ended up being the people that enjoy it the most are the i've been doing this 30 years i've never heard this information because we were taught you know that's what this weekend's been about so far everybody we've talked to this weekend is about paying it forward you know what I mean? And it's and it blows my mind every time we have a podcast and we talk about this. Such great people in our industry and, and so many people that want to help the generation after us or you know, the next generation, right? They Just paying it forward. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing in our I industry. Think we're a, I think we're in a really good time um, in our industry. And, we, you know, you and I have certainly talked about this. But um, it's it sh- – I think the narrative has changed, right? Like the narrative's come back to the chair, you know, and, and it's not the, it's so weird to say it in this room, but it's, you know, it's not the, it's not the same narrative as, as the manufacturers. And, and there's this big independent thing that's kind of, that's kind of opened. And, and now with independent education, you have a way to market yourself as opposed to just like word of mouth or I don't even know how you would do it before the internet or whatever, you right. know? So, um, you know, there's definitely this big movement to um, to independent um, education now. On that, and and what a bit a much harder um, situation for her to write her book if, oh, without the internet or without you know, without the indi- without the self publishing. I yeah. was like, oh yeah. my god! This there was a, remember there was a book out. Crap, it might be like 15 years. I know it's out of print because I've been looking for it. It was like, it was like hair color by Ronaldo or something and it was like I thought he was from here in in Pennsylvania actually and, it um, might be the Renbow guy the Ren- I think that's him yeah, yeah, yeah the Renbow that's guy him. Did, yeah. you, did you ever see that book I did not but I've heard great things about him like Beth Minardi when I interviewed her I have a copy you do yeah, I yeah. gotta steal that when I interviewed Beth I said Beth, you've done so much for all of us. Who motivates you? Like, where do you go for inspiration? And she mentioned the Rembo guys. So we were just talking about him. That's why I know what you're talking about. That's cool. Yeah, it was really cool. Like, um, I definitely read it like, 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 I don't know, cover to cover, I guess is what they say. Um, And I'm not a reader. Right. Like, like, uh, Tony will tell you, man, I'm like, I am such an audio learner that, mm-hmm. that you put a book in front of me and I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I don't see it. But um, it was a really, it, it was a really cool book. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um, it, it was a really, really cool book and um, it gave a lot of like, you know, really like foundational type stuff, like not even a lot of stuff that you actually use in the salon, um, you know, just about like oxidation and stuff like that. But, um, but just a really cool... It, by using in the salon, I mean, like you're not thinking your way through it as you're right. doing it, you know. But um, but just it was a really cool book, and it was just super inspirational. It's kind of understanding the color process on like a on like a, a molecular level. Is that the right word? I don't know. You know, but just through the chem- chemistry of it, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. It's a great book. Um, I think that was like 1990 when I read it, or 2000 when I read it, or something like that. That's really good, man. That's that's pretty. I'm pretty impressed, man. I can't wait to uh, kind of jump into your book. Kind of wish I had it before. I'll read it to you. <laughs> I sent Katie. I, I struggled to send Katie the. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do an audible. Do it on Kindle, and I'll talk you through it. I'm, I'm holding level you four. <laughs> Ban the brass. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's crazy. So, um, so as Tony set you up, you're like the renaissance of our industry. So. Uh, 
you know, aside, well, how do you do it as far as like home life and, and, and work life and, and, and how are you like, like, like I know, I certainly know for, for my wife and I think I can talk to about Tony's wife too, is that there, there's this pressure to be there for your kids and there's this pressure for this relationship with your kids and, and, and being such a go getter and, um, Maybe type A. You talking know about that. her kids here. <laughs> that, yeah, she gets drug along with that's me, it. and that's basically to that's to it. the point of there was never any balance, no homework balance. Um, what we did many years ago is my wonderful husband decided to take a backseat to my craziness because he wasn't burning passion for what he did, and he's so much better at being a parent at that time at the little kid time he was like coach so much better like right. he coached their teams he helped with the homework yeah. i'm like do it yourself i did my own homework yeah. <laughs> so there was no ba- i mean when i look back at 12 hour days you know she mm-hmm. we joke because i got her this um who was it leanne womack song <laughs> it's like <laughs> i hope you dance <laughs> So I bought her that. It was after 9-11. I was supposed to be in New York seeing Beth Minardi. Mm-hmm. And my husband had enough of me running around. And he was like, oh, please don't go. Like, you, you need to be home. You're running around. And I was like, but it's beauty focus. I go every year, you know. And I thank God stayed home because that would have been sure. awful. Um, and it was just such an emotional, oh, my gosh. I would have been in the middle of, of all that and possibly not here right now. And I went home and I bought her this um, little book and the song and she's like oh mom I love it and how many years later she's packing to move out of the house at like 23 and there's the song and the little DVD or CD and I was like Bryn your whole room's empty and that's still there you still have it she goes still have it I cried myself to sleep every night when you said you'd be home and you never made it home and that that song got me through it but but tell them how you feel about it on the flip side, on the the, the lesson of like what you can do if you put your mind to it. Oh, like yeah. She got so much more on the other side yeah. now that she's an adult I of being driven. Th- I think you're coaching her through it. Bryn, go ahead. Oh, I'm co- so, yeah, <laughs> therapy. Yeah, yeah. The, other, the other side will come out in therapy. She's like, Bryn, don't. She's Bryn, like, tell just them just really lie, lie to these people no. so I feel better about myself. <laughs> um, no, I, I say it all the time. Like I talk to like all my friends and um, you know see their relationship with their parent versus my relationship with my parents and specifically with her seeing just going for after what you want and not taking no for an answer. And that's something that's actually gotten me in trouble. I feel like sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm like so headstrong. I'm, I'm not even 25 yet. And I feel like I'm like, I'm not going to do what I don't want to do. I want to be passionate for what I do. Um, I want to like start something and all that stuff. So I like, it's such a good example and my brother's the same way right um and just being like when like like exactly what she just talked about like when she didn't know how to do it just figure it out and that's what has always been you know underlying in my whole life so i'm super thankful that's pretty cool man yeah and it's fun to like come to the shows and help and talk to people and meet people and you know, I kind of set you guys up, but, you know, you guys sitting next to each other, you see it. You see the bond there. Yeah. Um, it's pretty cool, man. I mean, I'm, 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 uh, I don't know if the word's envious, but, but just I'm impressed by it, I guess. I guess is the best way to say it. So, Brim, backing up a little bit. so We uh, both have daughters, and neither one of them want to hang out with us. So. Not yet. How old are you? <laughs> My daughter's 23. She just got married, actually. Aww. Mine's yeah. 25. 
And they don't hang out with you? No, he's lying. Mine's a daddy's girl. (laughs) (laughs) They both are. She wants me to do our hair constantly, but she doesn't want to come here. Well, here's the deal. (laughs) Most marriages, you're the bad cop and the wife is the good cop. My husband was the bad cop. I was fun mom. Yeah. Right. So oh, really? I was the one who came home yeah. with the cookies at midnight and let's all stay up and watch a movie. Who cares about, about homework? I, would, I wouldn't have read that. I would have read it the <laughs> other way. <laughs> like, honestly, I would have. No, no, yeah. no, I'm fun mom. So Good job, fun mom. Yeah. So, Brent, backing up a little bit, what was your business plan at Penn State? I started a little mar- uh, mini marketing firm for salons. Um, so I was working with a salon in State College doing their, like, social media, um, inventory management, um, stuff like that, which was really fun and um, really, really enjoyed it. Started getting conversations going with people at home as well. And then I was like, I'm not really ready to start my life and have a job. So then I picked up a move to Thailand. <laughs> what? <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. So Thailand? Did you do any Muay Thai? I did. She did. It was super fun. Oh. Yeah. yeah, Muay Thai. Yeah. You did um, that? So, so tell me about Thailand. Oh, it was really, really cool. I sometimes wish. So you I was turned. Still there. So you turned down a, a a year in Europe for Thailand. Yeah, eventually, <laughs> I had to. Well, that's somehow. what was nice that she got to do the. Yeah, you know, everything. she didn't study abroad. She went to Thailand. For so six what? How long were you, you were in for? Six I was months? there for six months. So why Thailand? I mean, the whole world. Why Thailand? Um, the most out of my comfort zone that I would still feel safe uh, physically, like right. not endangering myself as you know white single woman traveling alone kind of thing right. um, but the most out of my comfort Liam zone Liam Neeson just came in my head <laughs> I know oh, yeah. my mother right before she left you need to watch this movie and puts that on I'm like really seriously <laughs> she's leaving in two days did you have to show me that I tried to show my but, daughter that and like after like the first couple of minutes she was like I'm not watching yeah, this no, <laughs> this no. is too it's like before we go to the beach on vacation I'm, I make everybody watch open water <laughs> <laughs> I did make them go swimming in it, so <laughs> this is over, <laughs> overcome it. So, awesome. so Thailand, so Thailand was cool then, huh? Yeah, it was. It was great. It, nicest people, nicest place, super easy. I love it because I. She calls me a freegan because I like stop home and I just steal free stuff from the toilet house. paper, paper, and like towels. from the like the salon, I just like go downstairs and out of toilet paper. Oh, the salon has oh, toilet paper. That's free. <laughs> so it's super cheap to live there. So. Yeah. You can live on like five dollars a day, and I'm yeah. all about that. <laughs> you can live on freegans. Yeah, I have a freegan, so yeah. Perfect. I love yeah. that freegan. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> um, that's so cool. So, Elaine, I guess like, I mean, you become a mentor yourself, you know, and, 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 and you have a lot of people in your life. Like, what um, if how would you advise somebody if if uh, other than Brent, you know, would you advise somebody like? If they wanted to kind of follow in your footsteps, if they wanted to open a salon, or, or, or how does that work? My favorite quote from Marie Forleo is, everything is figure-outable. There's always a way. And I think people get so caught up in the excuses of, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. And like we, the theme of this whole podcast is what we have at our fingertips now, just the power of that phone. Her and I... <laughs> We're so lost wandering around. I live here. I'm from Philadelphia. <laughs> we walked around three times and around in a circle. I'm like, what the hell are we doing? And I'm like, get on your phone. So she got on her phone and then we followed the, you know, GPS, phone GPS. Right. But we didn't, we never had that. And for her to be able to go to Thailand 
and never feel lost because she had that phone in her hand. And here's me. I'm the older version. I got off the plane. I don't know how to do the SIM card and all that. And my ride didn't pick me up. And my son and I are looking around like, oh, no, who's going to save us? <laughs> now what? But everything is figure outable. You know, you find some person that has a phone and you sign language like I need your right. phone. And so I would say don't wait. Don't put anything off it until someday because someday sometimes it never comes and you get stuck in your ruts and don't grow. And just go for it. I mean, the worst that can happen, like when I opened the first location, I was 22. What did I have to lose? I didn't have a mortgage. You know, I sold my car. I bartended. I dumped the cash on the table. I got the furniture. I opened up. I never had a slow day. Then it was like I accidentally became a boss because I needed to hire other people. Quick growth. Right. Oh, great idea. Open a new second location. Bad idea. Wouldn't do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, opened the second location. Became a color specialist. Changed my whole brand. So everything has evolved from I am not a fearful person I say fear is false evidence appearing real none of it's real the story you have in your head is not real you're telling yourself what you think is going to happen but that's not what's going to happen so it's not you know the only thing I'm afraid of is death my son will say to me what are you afraid of I'm like I'm not afraid of spiders I'm not afraid I'm not like the normal woman I'm I just don't want to die I want to be here for a long time being annoying (laughs) so just go for it. Go for your dreams and, you know, everything's figure outable. Phone a friend, call in a favor. Like, I'm so. I walked up to the Antidote Pro booth and it was empty at the show and I'm screaming like a lunatic. Where is everybody? Why is this booth empty? This is the greatest product on earth. I have, you know, I have a stigmata on my palm. I'm, my, my psoriasis is so bad from washing hair so much. And he literally wiped the cream on and I have a brand new palm. Like, how can you not walk by that wow. booth? So I was like, dude, come to my class tomorrow and get some swag going and hand some things out and introduce yourself. So I invited him to my class. So it's, I love connection. I'm a connector. I thrive on connection. And to that point, something that I discovered that I wanted to share with you guys, because I know you come into contact with a lot of hairdressers, I found a new toy that I'm really excited about. Let's talk about it. Don't be dirty. It's not a vibrator. I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> he got the pen out. He was like, he's ready. He's ready. It's not a sex toy. Um, it is a new, I don't know if you call it an app. It's a new system for tracking your color waste. I am so passionate about when I teach in my classes, like, guys, stop mixing up enough color to do five heads for one head. Environmentally, it's not okay. All the wasted tubes, all the wasted boxes. Don't get me started about the instructions in every tube. Mm -hmm. I'm like, really? When I order 24 of something, do I need 24 sheets of instructions? I'm going to interrupt you for just a sec because I'll tell you... uh, Can can we get the name of the app first? No, no, no. We're going to get back to it. But um, (laughs) but I'll tell you the, uh, the, the greatest piece of advice that I got and, and it was from a, a guy that Tony and I used to work for a guy named Reg Laws who owns an amazing salon system in DC but um, you know he once uh, took me aside and I was like you know young you know 25 or so and he says you know whenever you throw that color in the trash the only one that made money was the color companies only that's and, it and, and, and that was such an eye opening moment for me and I was like you know what he's right like, like the salon didn't make money I didn't make money no, the only person money. that makes money and no matter how much you charge for your color, the only one that makes money in that in, in that scenario is 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 the product companies. Absolutely. You know? So how so what app is it that's going to help us? It's with this? called Vish, V I S H. Um, it is a scale that is Bluetooth and hooks up to whatever your salon software is. So when you're measuring your color, it's tracking you know how many grams are at. It does grams or ounces, which right. is great because I'm an ounce wow. girl. 
And it so this works it. with like Millennium and stuff? They claim it to be. I haven't tried it yet. Mine's ordered now. I'm very excited to start playing. But they say that it's compatible with every software. I don't know how they pull it over. But it'll tell the computer how much you used on the initial application. And then the stylist then measures the waste. Like you, you know, clear the scale, put it back on with whatever's left in there. Mm-hmm. And then it will recalculate the formula for the perfect amount for the next visit. So from this, the Shut next, the yes, front door. yes, I mean, there are other companies that tried to do this and I would call them and I'm like, well, does it do this? No, does it do that? No. And then I started to try to say, okay, I need to get an app developer and figure this out because this needs to happen. But I didn't realize how expensive apps are. They can be like a half a million dollars. We, we had a conversation oh, there about a year ago and we're like, whoa. I couldn't <laughs> believe it. I had it's no crazy. idea. So I'm so happy. These guys are out of Canada, Newfoundland, Canada. And I just reached out for a demo. I was like, wow, this looks like it does everything that I want it to do. Connected with them and I said, hey, I'm giving you, I'm, I'm getting interviewed for a podcast. I'm giving you guys a shout out because everybody needs to know about this. So am I allowed to do my plug to get the emails from people? Can I do that? Want, huh? So if anybody listening, if you're on your drive listening and you're excited about this like I am, take out your phone, not while you're driving, <laughs> and text the number 44222. And then in all capitals, type in get Vish, V Victor I S H. Get Vish. And they'll reach out and they'll reach back to They're you. They're going to send out um, information on how to do a demo. The guy ran me through the demo. I was like, how fast can I get this system put into my salon? Because number one, to your point about the the only person that makes money is the color company, there's just too many mouths to feed from that tube, and it's gotten so cost prohibitive. I can't mm-hmm. keep passing on the increase in price to the client. I'm not going to have a client tell soon. You know sure. what I mean? It's I learned a formula years ago that you're supposed to charge um, whatever the cost of the tube is times 11 should be the minimum that you charge. And if you went around the show today you're not going to get people charging what they're supposed to charge. So every single time they do a color service, they lose money. Hold on, hold on. I want to talk about this formula for a sec. So... But it's out of the assumption that you're using a full tube per... Well, I've part. never done ahead and not used a full tube. I'm usually like a tube and a quarter, tube and a half. So I've never gotten through one that's not a full tube. And the tubes are getting smaller. They're getting smaller and the price is going up. I price mean, is going like, up. Yeah. I mean, More literally like every three months I get a, by the way, another 50 cents. I'm like, really? By the way, a few. Yeah, it's just, it's enough, you know. So yes, check out that. That I'm excited about, and mm. that's to to the you know the connection part. I love that part. Like I love meeting somebody that has a need and connecting them with someone who has the answer. I thrive on connection. Well, how can people connect with you? Yeah, uh, I am on Instagram as Laney Cake. You want to know why? Yeah. yeah. So I was so tech challenged and not on Instagram, and I asked my kids to open an account. And I said, I don't want just my name. I want like something fun. And they were like, oh, Laney Cake. I'm like, where'd that come from? They're like, the only thing you know how to cook is pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. So, so. so that's <laughs> that's why I'm Laney Cake. But so, I like it. And when I'm a grandma, if I'm ever a grandma with these two, um, I want to be Laney Cake. I don't want to be me, mom, 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 all hey, those Mima, things. Hey, me, mom. Hey, me, mom. What's up? That stuff. Say, um, Grammy. Spell out Laney. L-A-I-N-E-Y-C-A-K-E. And I do make a mean-ass pancake. Yeah, she does. Does she? Mm-hmm. Yes. I rock. Mm-hmm. That's pretty awesome to be known for. 
<laughs> Dude, so Elaine Travis yes. and Bryn. Laney Cake. Laney Cakes, Miss Laney Cakes. Guys, it, it, awesome. You gave us so much information. And, well, and thank you for paying you know, it forward. And, absolutely. You know, we appreciate everything you're, you're doing for our, our industry. Thank yeah, you, absolutely. and thanks for having me. This was so fun. I can't wait awesome. to listen to me in my car. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, we can't wait to. Uh, I need to, a road to trip to listen to me <laughs> and my daughter. Hey, so if, if we read the uh, when we read when I read the book to Corey, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love it. We'll highlight uh, maybe certain things and maybe uh, in the future, on. yeah, bounce back on, and we could talk about like do a small talk on sure. Thursdays about you know. I love that. That's a great idea. Fantastic. Yeah. Actually. Hey, so um, we got this cool thing going on. So before we uh, before we let you guys go or run down the hallway or do what you guys do, um, we just kind of want to share. We got a couple packs from. Um, we got a, we got a couple gift packs for you. Pink so, Pink Pewter Ruzel. Oh, guess what? I found about out about Pink Pewter from you guys. Oh, that's so a good job. Right? That's awesome. You, you know, uh, we did a podcast with Olivia Smalley, and the same thing. And you were supposed to have something on your T-shirt about Olivia. I want to. That's a good call. See, yeah. that, that yeah. was knew, the test. I that was that. the test right <laughs> there, man. <laughs> right. I was like, hmm, I don't <laughs> see she that on the t-shirt. Right. <laughs> so, so, your also, so also in the bag. So Rusel gave us a little. Um, it's like a. It's like a six pack of of, of pomades. Um, but also uh, our Zuka experience. Uh, Zuka, oh, exactly. Cool. They were a sponsor from. Um, they were a sponsor from Orlando, and uh, and the Zuka experience is a really cool thing. And as soon as we jump off air with you guys, we'll kind of show you how that works. Sound good? Absolutely. Anytime. You guys are fun. Awesome. Thank you very much. And thanks for listening to the podcast. Thanks for being an honest listener to the podcast and Miss Laney Cakes and her amazing daughter, Bryn. Thank you guys very much for joining us on your day off. Thank you. Hey, hey, so there it is. Hey, this is a message that um, we've been trying to bring, I don't know, for the last couple of months, actually since we started the podcast. Hey, so if you like the podcast or if you find that it's useful, please, please, please leave us a review, a five-star review on iTunes. Um, leave us a rating and a review. But if you don't like it, forget about it. <laughs> yeah, totally forget about this message. We also want to thank Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Uh, Sarah and Blaine, they are a band out of uh, Portland, Oregon, and we just want to thank them very much for allowing us to use their song, Pleased to Meet You, on our podcast. Um that's cool. I think you can find... Actually, you can. You can find their music on um, on iTunes. Peace and hair grease.